0: Welcome to Romance Your Tribe Radio with me, Janet Beckers, where every episode focuses on simple action steps you can do this week to grow your business online and bring joy to the work you do. Hello everybody, Janet Beckers here from Romance Your Tribe Radio, and I'm really excited to introduce you to a beautiful friend of mine, Keiko, I can never say you're lame, Mitsumatsu. <laughs> Please correct me, Kayo. That's, right.
1: <laughs> That's correct.
0: <laughs> now, what we're going to be focusing on today, I have, even though Kayo has been a family friend for a long time. I invited her to come over and talk to you on the podcast because I have seen Kayo just recently, for me it's been recent, seen her doing an absolutely amazing um, campaign, a marketing campaign for her charity. And, um, and I really wanted to talk, her to share with you how she has been running that to be able to get that visibility and that engagement and also I just want you to I just want to introduce you to this beautiful woman so um so that's why I've that's why I've invited Keo here but what we're going to do is first of all let's we'll just we'll just introduce you first now you may recognize that or notice that I introduced my beautiful friend here as Kyoto Kyoto but um In our family, we've always referred to you as K.O. So I will just have to, um, it's probably, I think we're about the only people that call you that. Is that
1: correct? No, there are some others, but that's fine. This is the most cosy way to be called, so that's fine. Yeah, yeah. But everybody else, you can use the formal name, okay?
0: Um, (laughs) So um, we'll just talk a little bit about how we know each other. Um, So I... I had heard about this um, this infamous KO long, long before we were actually introduced. Because when I started going out with my husband, Doug, Doug Douglas, you know, we've been married now for well, we've been together for it'll be thirty five years this year, wow. and so. Around that time, I started hearing from his family stories of Ko, and they were always these beautiful, warm, loving stories. Um, and so why, could you, would you mind just sharing how your, your family and my family got to know each other?
1: Yes. So I, I had this very fortunate opportunity when I was 17 as a Rotary Club exchange student from Japan to be sent to Terrigal you know, Central Coast area, north, just north of Sydney, in a beautiful coast town in Australia, to stay with different four different families for a whole year, and so I ended up staying with wonderful host families there. And one of them is your husband's Douglas's Douglas Becker's family when Douglas was seventeen, I guess, because we were in the same grade in area high school in Terry. Yeah, right. Yeah, and uh, the family was so warm and welcoming, such a tight, you know, uh, family with love, really connected mm-hmm. with love. And we had Glenn and Neil and Jennifer, and we were always like playing together and hanging out. And we, I had the best three months with them. And we kept in touch. And after maybe 25 years or something, the whole family, Douglas's family with you, they're now married and then two children, teenager children came to visit to Australia, I mean to US where I live now um, as a US citizen now. So that's the connection.
0: Yeah. And it was just so lovely to meet this, really there was this legend, I suppose, because um, They've had multiple exchange students over the years, but there was always this special space for for Ko. And you were right. They were v- I'm very, very fortunate to have you know to have married into a family where there is so much love. And um, so it was really and the nice thing. I was actually over there. The reason we were there is I had been invited to go and present at a conference. The very first time I'd been invited to speak at a conference, and it happened to be. In Los Angeles, and I had no idea what I was doing. I just said yes. <laughs> um, and, the, and the fun part about that is, I had actually had this big vision of also running like this one-day workshop, you know, on the back end of this conference. But um, as it turned out, like it was just—I had—I didn't even understand how you know, it works differently, the event industry in the US than here in Australia. So I ended up in this, having already paid this huge deposit for this um, for this event that I didn't end up running. Um, and so, in, you know, I thought, well, there's lemons, you know, and the money was committed. So I thought, no, this is a great opportunity. So we ended up getting this private dining room in this beautiful, posh hotel <laughs> with our private waiters, you know, with their, their um you know their gloves and so the kids were either end and they were pretending they were like kings and queens so it felt very very hollywood and so we had you know the two of you and the four of us and we just spent every single thing i was going to spend on this one day event on just totally lap of luxury so it was um, some really special memories from that time, wasn't it? Yeah, that was yeah. amazing dinner. Thank you so much. <laughs> it, was, it was really, really good. It was for me. That was that was better than a one day event. That was really good. <laughs> yeah. That so was fun. yeah. So now let's talk about. Um, Let's talk about what you are doing now. So the you have a, a charity that you have that is called um, Yoga Gives Back. So what I'd right. like to be able to hear from is why. Why Yoga Gives Back um, and mm-hmm. how did that start?
1: Yes. So actually, I don't know if you knew this, but as a profession, I have been a documentary filmmaker for Japanese national public television for over like 30 years. Yeah. So, that's been my job. And, uh, in 2007, um, so I, I, moved here to los angeles uh, early 90s and i've been doing this documentary work since then too um, as an independent and uh, i had a project about microfinancing and social entrepreneurship you know dr muhammad Yunus from bangladesh just had received nobel peace prize for his revolutionary microfinancing which is giving very small money for the poorest people in the developing countries and especially women yeah. who were making huge getting out of poverty so we were doing a lot of stories about kiva.org i don't know if you know but they yes, are raising one kiva. billion dollars today yes kiva was our focus in silicon valley so i have learned so much about um this huge micro- power of microfinancing and i have always been like very athletic and loved exercise so um, as a hobby i just started yoga practice and i just started ashtanga yoga practice which is very kind of physical and spiritual at the same time. I didn't know much about it. But um, so I was filming this documentary about microfinancing, and then I came home to Los Angeles going to yoga class, and I was doing every day yoga for about a year at that time. And I realized there were a lot of charity classes in the yoga world, and even in 2007, there were much more today many more um there was nothing that was focusing on the poverty issues of india where yoga was from right i knew from my research filming uh about microfinancing that there were so many poverty so much poverty in india and there were some microfinancing institutions starting in india at that time too so i talked to my teacher one day um how about giving back to India and uh, using microfinancing? And it was very interesting at that time. Uh, there were a lot of charities that was giving money to like cancer, HIV, breast cancer, and animal rights, but there was nothing that was focusing in the within the yoga community uh, to give back to India. I didn't know that. Right. It was just my my feeling that there was, you know, there was no charity classes about this, so I just. Asked my teacher, and my teacher just came back from India, so he really wanted to do this. So, long story short, um, I like everybody I talked to started liking the idea, and so that was 12 years ago. And now, now, so this 12th year, uh, we are now in 20 countries, Uh, we have about 150 yoga teacher ambassadors and volunteers, hundreds of volunteers all over the world um, who are just joining a mission of giving back to India. Our mantra is for the cost of one yoga class, you can change your life. Right. And using my... Financing, You know, as a platform, uh, we are not microfinancing institutions. We are just a bridge. But we work very closely with uh, two NGO, non-governmental organizations in India, which I visited and selected uh, over the years. We work very close, closely with them. So I'll get into the program a little bit more yeah. in India. But that's we started. And then, so the interesting thing about this is um, I still film using my professional background, um, a lot about a lot of stories in India. I come back and edit in a very cheap way with my friends and then put it online so that people can see where their donation is going. So it has just come all together. Yeah. And as a result, um, I had to quit my profession now. <laughs> and this has become my 24-7 life mission last two, two, two to three years. Right, I didn't realize
0: that last part, part Keo. And you know, yeah. the thing that I love here for, and this is especially—I know people who are listening. A lot of the people who I work with, they're entrepreneurs. They yeah. and entrepreneurs are very good at seeing a seeing an opportunity, having an idea, but they're good at then making it happen. That's the difference. You know, an entrepreneur makes yeah. it happen. So you've demonstrated number 1 that that beautiful entrepreneurial thing of look this, to me this is an obvious thing i can't believe somebody's not doing it well how can i make that happen so I, for people who are listening if you've been thinking about you know what i want to make a difference in the world but it's going to be something that i will do later down the track when i've created all the success and then i will have the money and i will give my money away you know that i will have to wait to make a difference and yet i love what Kay has demonstrated here that it doesn't have to be, you don't have to wait. And it doesn't have to be um, that you have to go and create everything yourself. That you've done the really sensible thing of, well, who's already doing a great job on the ground in India? What can I do yeah. that can yeah. really rally a community of people that? You know, can can see that logical link between the two. So if I just have to rally that community and then make sure that I've got good partners, then you can make it happen. So number one, I just love how um, how that this is you that you've actually taken that action and you've made it happen. It's just you know I hope that that motivates people who want to make a difference and they keep on thinking that you have to wait. And the other thing that I think is a really important thing here is I love how this is all tied in with with what you do really well, which is documentary making, which is filmmaking. So not only did you mm-hmm. discover this, but you've now been able to bring that skill into actually making it happen. So um, again, for people who are listening, you know, lessons that you can take from from Kot using your own business is you know, what's what's the skills I've already got? What am I seeing around me? And can I actually use those skills to even make that happen even better? So, um, yeah, I just wanted to stop and give, you know, just for people to, because I want you to take action. When you meet somebody who, you know, has made something happen in a way that is based on such um, integrity, Is it's just so beautiful for you to be able to take lessons and actually go out and start doing some things that like yourself. So, that's a great story. Thank you, Kayo. Um, now let's look. You were going to say that you would go in a little bit more into how does the um, you said something there that you'll go into a bit more detail on the programs. Um, so was there something else that you wanted to add in there um, around how actually yoga gives back works?
1: Yes. So um, it's very good summary, Janet. You <laughs> know. <is> <laughs> I just wanted to say one thing so it's not like I came in with a five-year strategy you know a lot of times people say like you have to have five-year business plan which I'm sure it's very good if you do but I was doing a lot of documentary film working at that time when I started this idea <laughs> so I really didn't have time to think like straight I just thought this is a good idea let's do it and it just kept growing so as a result and I'm doing this for 12 years with all sorts of you know ups and downs but In general, we've been growing like 35% for the last 30% to 35% last six years. Um, It just uh, told me like every year you learn something new and just don't ignore your new discoveries. So I started this with the idea of microfinancing. But... Once I started going to India and working with our partners, I learned and I started meeting all these poor mothers who just got $25 to start a business. Everybody started to telling me that my dream is to, my, to have my child, to have a better education, which I never had. It was very hard to hear that every, every mother told me, I don't want my daughter to live like me. Uh, I just didn't know that I was going to hear these kind of things. So mm. which told me. That year by year, I learned that, uh, well, wait wait a minute, giving money to mothers is one thing, but ensuring, especially the girls, whose education is completely ignored in many parts of India still, to ensure that next generations change is another big thing we can do. And that's the goal. That's the dream of all the mothers we are funding with microfinancing. So we took that education for children and especially young girls as another big platform, which has been really empowering. And as a result, I think a lot of people start to also uh, respond. A lot of uh, you know women are interested in supporting girls' education today. And uh, we are learning so much um, so Many things like you know, I just posted about Oscar documentary about pads. You know, a lot of young girls don't even have pads, you know, and they can't even go to a toilet as a result, can't go to school during the menstruation. So, these are the details that we learn every year. Um, of course, we can't do everything, yeah, but uh, so it's very really important to have some very close groups of people that I can trust, and like board of directors and my close friends who have been with us for all these steps. You know, my husband is one. (laughs) Um, I I try not to process everything by myself. I used to initially, but now I learn how to not to take everything by myself and ask feedback. And uh, the team is growing with so much passion, so I can now ask certain questions to certain people who have strength and then, you know, learn and grow together. Yeah. That's how. Oh,
0: look, I just... They are such fantastic lessons. And you know what? I love, you know, in terms for for everybody listening on how the, the, the two things there that to me really, you know, you've been doing this for 12 years. You know, a lot of people may lose momentum over that time and all the burn out. So I love this mm. two things that you were saying there that, you know, you don't have to have it all figured out beforehand. Just start and then listen to what people say. You know, the whole idea of having the, the five-year plan is um, I've never been able to, you know, it changes, you know, and it's good. <laughs> it's good to be able to adapt um, to yeah. what your market is is needing. Yeah. Um, and also that was such a powerful message that you had about learning that you can't do everything yourself and mm-hmm. that building that team, that support team, you know, inviting a board of directors to help you. Mm-hmm. Um, that is a really, really mm-hmm. powerful, it's a powerful lesson for you to learn and, and for everybody here to to be able to to take that. Don't wait until, you know, it, until it gets overwhelming, you know, mm. bring in that help. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that's that's fantastic. So let's now talk about um, what got my attention recently um, because, you know, I always keep an eye on Kayo every now and then. We might just spend a little message to each other, but she just seemed to be showing up all the time in my Instagram feed of course, you know, of course, you know, we were, we were friends, we were connected, but a lot of times you'll just see one or two things that a friend will be doing. Ko just seemed to have this amazing campaign happening that not only that I could tell from a marketer was something that involved really um, motivating a whole group of people and then building up a momentum of not just visibility but also engagement. And so that's why I wanted to invite her along because I thought, what is Kayo doing that I can see um, that the work that she is doing has just seems to have expanded in its reach for people there's been like a tipping point a momentum that I could see anyway as a person who is observing so what we're going to talk about now and Kayo and I were working out beforehand about you know a system you know we'll talk about the steps the key steps so that you can then take that to look at what you're doing in your business so this doesn't necessarily have to be a strategy that you can be applying to a charity This can be a strategy that you can be applying to your own business. So we're going to sort of break that down into the success of the One Million Yogis um, campaign that you have been running. So could you just give us an an introduction? What is the One Million Yogis
1: campaign? Thank you. So estimated 300 million people are enjoying yoga in this world today. Wow. Generating all. $80 billion a year. So every year, of course, we want to try to tap into these resources (laughs) and this population. And that's been the struggle and uh, success at the same time, but we're still very much grassroots. So instead of trying to reach to 300 million yogis, we said, why don't we start with 1 million yogis? It's a very small fraction of 300 million yogis in the world. If we can reach 1 million yogis, um, if everybody gives a dollar, that's win one million dollars that we don't have. <laughs> yes. And that changed so many lives. And that's a very easy thing to do. If you can practice yoga, you can probably give a dollar, right? Yeah. So that's the kind of idea we um, we had. Um, before we before that, even though we are still grassroots and trying to reach out to so many you know, yoga communities in the world to fundraise. Um, it seems like there is a limit how much we can raise every year. So I started to depend more on the annual gala where we can, you know, suddenly raise a lot more money. But I really want this campaign to be a grassroots global community campaign that changes lives in India as a way to give back with gratitude. Mm-hmm. So it's very important to reach out to these yogis in the world who is benefiting physically in and- spiritually every day so we start with what we just decided let's start with one million yogis and i think that kind of got a lot of attention and where janet you saw us in january we had um, a big 30-day yoga journey campaign Mm -hmm. where i was very fortunate this is also a path maybe some uh, you know it was not intentional but i i invited i have been inviting um influencers and yoga teachers from all over the world to join our mission and very early on one very famous teacher Kino McGregor um, has you know has joined us as a board of directors for a few years and that has been a very passionate uh, sponsor for us and she has like 1 million or over um, viewers or likes on uh, Instagram yeah and she has her own yeah called Om Stars, and she does like 30 day yoga journey and that this time they chose us yoga gifts back as a beneficiary so what they did is Om Stars online yoga company hosted this 30 day yoga journey with Kino Fantastic. who has huge followers and on top of that um, they brought uh, three uh, two other sponsors who are already our supporters, like from Yoga Mat Company and All Apparel uh, Clothing Company, so every sign up, these companies gave a dollar. So the nice. as a yoga practitioner, you didn't have to pay, but these sponsors, three sponsors, gave a dollar, donated a dollar, up to fifteen thousand dollars. So and this went for a whole month. So people posting, they had to post a picture of their yoga. You know, every day they had to do some yoga poses, practices, which itself was a very beneficial thing anyways. Yes. Uh, so they were, it was a win-win because yoga students could do yoga every day for free, just sign up, right? And we got a dollar per sign up. And the sponsors were getting these emails and data from students. So it was a win-win for us. And they we reached to 15000 Dollars, fifteen thousand. Sign up, yeah. Yeah. So during that month, I really thought about how how can we um, make the best out of this opportunity. Of course, right. So I, mm-hmm. I, I am you know, still a little bit shy about coming forward in front of the camera. But I thought, wait, you know, I have to do this. So I occasionally, um, every now and then, I just shared my mission and tried to reach out to all these people who are joining this campaign. And I think as a result, um, some teachers and some yoga studios are joining us and uh, this was a bit, and then you found us. Absolutely. <laughs> and you know what, there's a few things
0: there if, if I can take some of those key points that people can be using to, mm. you know, to be able to learn what worked there. There's a few things mm. that I can see that were really, really important. Number one is you you, were, you created a mission that people could understand because yeah. to be able to to have Yoga Gives Back that has, you know, in the name you have an understanding, um, the concept of linking people doing yoga with, you know, the birthplace of yoga, that makes sense. But that can still be a difficult thing to market. But you creating mm-hmm. an actual mission where people can go, oh, there is a target, I want to be part of of that target of 1 million yogis, because first of all, 1 million is a a huge number. So it's really aspirational, but I love how you say it's only a small number, which is, (laughs) I just love that. So, Um, For you, it's I think I'm taking on a small bite, whereas for everybody else, wow, that is something big. I want to be part of that. So that's number one is what kind of messaging can you be doing that is going to be really appealing to your target market, in this case, people who do yoga, to be part of a bigger community that they can identify through a mission. So I think that's a really important one for you to think about with this. I think for me, that really grabbed my attention of one million yogis because I thought, oh, there's a story behind that. I want to know why one million and what are they going to do? And then the other core thing there was identifying influencers and not just attract going to them and saying, oi, you know, can you promote this for me? You actually created partnerships. So you talked about the win-win-win all the way through because these were people who they were passionate about it so they were actually involved at a closer level. It wasn't just a, you know, I can see you've got all these followers so I want to hook into that. It was, you know, we've got a shared passion. So that mission really helps there. So that's an important thing. A lot of times people try to plug into influencers, but they do it in a very selfish way. Whereas you've approached it very, very much of we are on a similar path, a similar mission. We're doing this out of gratitude to the birthplace Mm -hmm. of yoga. So that's another really important thing is that mission you're bringing influencers in on that, not just seeing them as, you know, as Mm -hmm. a ticket to get you there. Mm -hmm. And then the other thing that I also really loved was with that 30-day campaign, um, and this is what other people can be doing, is what can I be doing that's going to get people being part of something so they know it goes for 30 days? And the thing that got my attention is there was like a chart on one of the images of these. this is the pose for every day there were like 30 poses and then you saw people going to share because everybody loves being able to share photos of themselves that's what instagram is about especially if you're gonna be doing it in yoga pants and doing it in a really nice place but everybody knew i'm doing this pose and this pose so it gave them a reason for them to be involved with some structure yeah around it so i yep. thought that was a really clever thing to do because people they want to be able to take part but they need some guidance they need some structure on how to do that and then giving them yep. free rein to okay now it's all about you um which is there. And then the other thing that I thought was really clever was having a partnership. You know, is there a sponsor or somebody that can really benefit from this now for other people? It may not be that it is the sponsor that is going to be the part of it. It might be a joint venture partner where you're doing something collaborative, where you both gain from having that, um, that database, um, that you can be contributing as well, you know. So that that were key points that I could see that worked really, really well with this. Um, And as you were saying that, you know, you said you were lucky that there was one influencer that really took you on it, you know, for that 30 days. Sure, there was an element of luck, but I would actually say it's not luck because the way that you approached those relationships with joint ventures was very, very much about we're on a key mission together. So of course Mm. they're going to want to support Mm -hmm. this. Um, Mm. So I think they are really, they're the kind of strategies that you can, that you kind of did organically KO because you were doing it from a place of genuine gratitude and wanting to do things Mm -hmm. and you genuinely approach things in terms of relationships with people. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. So these, these are the foundations for building a tribe and positioning yourself as a leader in a tribe. So for everybody that's listening here, what points can you take from the way that KOs worked organically? How can you take that apart from, you know, reverse engineering how it worked to what can you be doing that in your own business or for your own mission? Um, Yeah. So you mentioned also, Kayo, about this is quite, how long has this been going? Like for me, it's really became visible since the beginning of the year, which is only a couple of
1: months, but you've been doing this for a while. Yeah. Yeah, It's about two years, but yeah, you know, so it's, it's evolving and this January, I'm glad, you know, it was another big push thanks to this uh, 30 day yoga journey. But now we are like this Friday, we are just launching another big campaign for International Yoga Day, which is another a very special day that United Nations proclaim um, as an international yoga day to recognize the ancient wisdom and the gift of yoga for the world. Right. So um, very auspicious and, you know, clear day to for us to give back and with gratitude so we again we've got about 15 big influencers already on board for the first time we're putting these faces on our landing page and we are inviting everybody in the world right on that day 21st or around that time just give us five dollars or host a class whatever you can do let's do it together as a Mm. one million yogis yeah let's see how it goes
0: yeah (laughs) I love it. So we'll be watching that one as well. So, um, yeah, and you join might, us. Yeah, yes. <laughs> yeah, so I'll, I'll be certainly helping to spread the word through um, through social media as well um, and through. Thank you. Um, and I think the other nice thing for people to take away from that is sometimes when you might do a campaign, so it might be a marketing campaign, it might be a launch that you're doing of a program, you it may start off with just small impacts and it can be very easy for you to go, well, you know, I did that for a month and it only got me a small fraction of what I wanted to do. So that's not going to work. I'll go and do something different, like different kind of campaign. But I really love that you, that you, that you just kept on, tweaking polishing what did I learn that we can do better next time um and so that's where you get the you know the two-year overnight success um when it mm-hmm. comes to a campaign or the 12-year overnight success when it comes to the visibility of a charity that you started 12 years ago is um I think that's a really powerful lesson of um if th- if something is starting to work instead of trying to create something new how can I improve on this how can I keep on mm-hmm. making this work? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because I know, I know. With me, when I, you know, when I first launched my online video program, which is actually going to be getting relaunched later this year, the very first launch I did, I spent a lot of work and a lot of expense actually getting copywriters and things to do. I launched it and I made zero sales,
1: <laughs>
0: and it, you know. And then the next time I ran it, I thought, right, I've got to tweak it. The message is wrong. The next time I ran it, I got $12,000. Then the next time I ran it, I tweaked, I got $40,000. And then the next, and then it kept on increasing and increasing, but it would have been very easy to give up at zero. Um, So I think that's a really important lesson that a lot of people don't do is is to don't give up too early. Make something keep on working. Mm yeah, so that's, you know, it says a lot about your, your mission that you're on and also, you know, your, your patience, your character to keep on going. So um, so this has been for, for people now to be able to support what you're doing and to also see, you know, what is, where can they go to find out more about the One Million Yogis campaign and where can they go to find out more about um, Yoga
1: Gives Back? Yeah. So the best way is just to go to org. Yeah. And as of this Friday, uh, we are launching this new one million new campaign so people can join from right now. You can join, too. But uh, yeah, just go to our website or just join our Facebook or Instagram. We try to update as much as possible all the time with the global news and uh, from India also
0: right fantastic so they will also put those links to there um, on the page the web the uh, the podcast page yeah so that people can, can keep on finding them and um and yeah. so especially if you're into yoga and i know so many of the people listening to this uh will be into yoga yeah. this is a beautiful community for you to be part of you know how special for you to be part of this you know this mission of the one million yogis and really giving back in a way that just you know this is your tribe basically so it's nice Mm -hmm. to be part of that tribe um so thank you so much um ko for number one you know just really sharing such a fantastic story and thank you for making such a difference to people who really need it. like you're making a big impact and, um, and for being so open about, you know, your journey with there on what's worked is, is there any last messages that you'd like to leave anything that, um, that you'd like to reinforce that we've been talking about?
1: No, I think Janet, you really summarize everything so well. I'm very impressed. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, if, yeah. If anything, I have just learned, I, I share this with my husband always, but um, passion and persistence. That's it. You know, like, there are a lot of wisdom everywhere and you get, you know, like you read or you get some advice from different angles, but if you just continue, you know, keep your passion, yeah. and your persistence and things start to, you know, work. Like I, I still want to do much more, but compared to like five years ago, some things like asking donations for like just freebie in kind, like snack bars or something for events that has become easier. Right. Initially, you have to explain and please give us, and you know, so things get easier eventually. So yeah, that's a great message to end thing.
0: on. Mm-hmm. That is a great message to end on. Yeah, you know what? And that's that's the big thing. It's you know, it's the the people who end up being really successful in their mission and in their business. They're the ones that just did not give up when everybody else did. Yeah, that persistence is yeah. so important. Thank you so much for um, for a wonderful time. And um, for people who are listening, I really want to hear from you. Number one, you know, go over and if you know, and when you're taking part in the One Million Yogis, I would love it if you come back and share with with myself and and with Ko that you've taken part. Um, and you know, and you know what that means for you. And um, and I'd also, you know, we would both love to hear from you if. You've been able to take something that we've done from today and you've been able to take action on that. Even if it's one small thing that you've implemented into your own business or into, if there's something that you got going because you thought you had to wait later, but it's happening now, we would really love to hear from you because that means so much to us to know that you've listened and you have taken action. So um, please share that with us. It's, It's very rewarding for us. Okay, thank you everybody. And thank you especially, K.O. Bye. Thank you so much. Bye. Namaste. It's Janet here. Thanks for joining me on Romance Your Tribe Radio. Hey, you heard our voices today, but do you want to see what we really look like? You can see the video version of this episode over at romanceyourtribe.com and grab the show notes while you're there. And if you enjoyed this episode, I'd really appreciate If you show the love and leave an honest review on iTunes or your favorite podcast directory. I'll see you on the next episode.